the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You are in the eye of the hurricane. The official podcast of Manatee Hurricanes football with your host, Chad Choke. Welcome, everyone, to the episode of In the Eye of the Hurricane with head football coach Jacquez Green. I'm your host, Chad Choke. We want to thank you for joining us this week as we talk everything Manatee football. Coach, thanks for coming out, setting some time up, talking to us tonight. A uh, little bit about what we talked about last week and then this week uh, coming up against Clearwater. Appreciate you for having me on, Coach. If you don't mind me calling you Coach. No, that's fine. Listen, <laughs> I was told I'll never not be called Coach. It means forever you're going to be called Coach, and that's fine with me. I wish I could get back into it, to be honest. I, I miss the, the kids and I miss the, the coaches and the camaraderie, but um, uh, times are a little bit different for me. So talk a little bit about last, last week. Tough loss against Osceola. Uh, you know, it ends up 49 to, uh, to, to nine, right? Yes, sir. 49-9. You know, um, not a whole lot to, to, to really, um, to talk about too much other than, you know, um, at times, uh, you know, I think it's little things that, that add up to be big things, um, to be quite honest, uh, whether that be, you know, when you go back and look at the film, you know, little things, when I say little things add up, you know, if all 11 guys are doing one little thing wrong, that's 11 now, that's a big thing. What did you guys take from, you know, you and the staff take from uh, looking looking at the film from last week against Osceola? Last week after playing such a great game on special teams against Palmetto, we basically, you know, laid an egg on special teams last week. Uh, I think their, their first three possessions, they started inside the 30-yard line. It's tough to ask the defense to continually keep the team on the end zone when they're starting from the 30-yard line. Um, uh, we, we got some pressure on the, the quarterback. You know, we knew he was going to be a big-time player, a big-time quarterback with a good arm. We just had to get him on, on the ground. You know, we kept running past the passer. So hopefully this week, it's like we play another team that has a good quarterback. So hopefully this week we can get that guy on the ground. But um, the game ended pretty quickly. You know, when you give a team great field position early in the game, uh, we had a chance to get some of our younger guys in the game last week. So hopefully that pays off in the long run. We, we'll continuously uh, getting our young guys uh teams looking at our young guys off game experience well you know i think you you nailed it right there with the um uh the 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 possession where they were the on on the field um it just seemed like we had a lot of short fields um some some issues with punts that gave them short fields uh which we really didn't have have not had and like you said you know, it's, it's tough. We, we, special teams are something that we've been great. Really, there's been our, our shining spot all year. Um, and then and then the struggle happens. And Yes, we went from you know, one of our best games on special teams. Uh, new guy we got back there, Michael, punting the football. He, he was booming last week, turned him over. Uh, but, you know, he, he's experienced himself. You know, he just started punting a couple of weeks ago. And um, last week he shanked two or three back there. And uh, I think we had one tip the block. So, Hopefully we um, will we'll be better in that position, you know, in that perspective this week, and we worked real hard this this past week to show up our special teams and 
and give some of our stars a break. You know, cause we got too many stars having to play on all the special teams. So we're trying to give those guys some breaks so they'll be a little bit fresh on offense and defense. But I think one of the reasons we have been good on special teams is the fact that we play a lot of stars sure. on special teams. Sure. Yeah, sometimes when the better guys play, which, you know, but this is a good chance. I think special teams, you know, you can sprinkle in some good and some some other guys, and, and that also gives those other guys some a chance now that, hey, I'm, I'm at least out under the lights and playing uh, because – it only takes one hit, one turn weird, one landing weird, and a starter's out. And so it's good to get those some of those other guys in on special teams, and that can typically be you know where it happens. I think I think looking at looking back at, at last week, um, does it does it come to uh, a point? You know, Jace looks like knee maybe bottom a little bit, and then Squatteri comes in. Does it come to a point though? Sometimes as a coach, I know this is this is the toughest part. Where it doesn't seem like like. We don't have an answer what's working um, and you're trying to find something. Does it come to a point where like, you know, I, I tell people this all the time, you're not drawing stuff up in the sand, right? You're not going to be over there on the sideline drawing stuff up on the sand. But does it come to a point where you say, okay, look, we may have to try some things that maybe we're not so comfortable with because our other stuff's not working? Yeah, we, we, we know we try. And there's a balance in that, I think. Yeah, that's a balance. You have to try some things, you know, a little bit differently. You know, one of the things we're trying to do this week is try to tighten up our splits up front. You know, uh, against Palmetto, we, we were not staring our double teams and running up to the second level and, you know, letting guys come in the backfield. This past week, we were staring our double teams and letting linebackers run through. So we're trying this week. I told them if we can, you know, stay on, stay on our combos and make sure we see the linebackers and tighten our splits down, I think we can get some, some movement in the run game and the inside. You know, we started doing that a little bit in the second half. You know, towards the end of the game last week, get some movement. And I implemented a couple of different, you know, inside runs to help us you know, just stay on double teams a lot longer. So um, the main thing is establishing a run game. And, and I'm going to try more seven-man protection. So we'll try to get Jason more time to at least push the ball down the field because we can't rely on just throwing quick game, quick game, quick game. we got to, you know, get the defensive backs off our receivers at times. When and I'm not necessarily wanting to get in the game plan and, and to to spill out you know what the game plan is for Friday night, but um, you know when when it's tough running inside, um, do you turn to run the out to the to the outside with maybe some Corey, some Roy Burchette, stuff like that, um, with some tosses, with some outside option plays, because we know we're struggling a little bit up front. Um, and maybe get outside uh, the the box instead of um, you know staying inside the box. Um, it was it was kind of tough, you know. Sometimes we have some perimeter runs in, but it, it's tough at times because our linemen are so big and they, they they just don't move well side to side. So you try to get a hat on the head and try to knock people down. Or maybe five or six years ago, when I was at Lincoln, we had a big offensive line that wasn't very good that year. But we can lean on people and lean on people, and eventually the third quarter we'll start popping runs through and also wore teams down. And also, Jace hasn't been as mobile in, in, as he has in, uh, early in the season with the, with the knee injuries. So it was hard to get into the read option stuff and try to ask him to you know, pull the ball and read some guys. Because last week, I would prefer to just read those guys instead of having to try to block them every time. But Jace wasn't really a run threat last week because he has the, the knee injury. So it's kind of hampering us. You know, you know, as a coordinator, you have to make sure your line's okay. You have to make sure the quarterback's okay. And then you have to go to your receivers. Can they get open on those guys? Can they not? So there's a lot sure. of moving parts in this thing. So... Um, it's a lot of moving parts in this thing. So you, 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 in the perfect world, you want to protect Jace up with some kind of you no know, max protection, push the ball down the field, and, and he's not mobile right now. So you want to just be able to hand the ball off and try to create some creases inside. One thing we did too in the second half, I thought that they kind of uh, had us going with some momentum. And again, you want to try to find something uh, in games like that. You want to find something that we can hang our hat on to work on next week, which I thought was bringing some more big bodies. 
you know, we bring in a tight end, offensive lineman, tight end, offensive lineman at uh, the H back. Um, and and I think you could tell a difference running the ball when now all of a sudden we've got seven guys up front. You kind of you know talked to that right there a minute ago. And that's that's the thing I I, I went to more. Um, I wanted to go to more last week, you know. But the thing is, we had Kyrie out, who's going to be one of our big bodies we brought in, and, and Kobe was out. So I ended up using some offensive linemen um, as those big bodies. But it, it was tough to really teach them, you know, in one week how sure. to do some of that stuff. So um, we'll implement a lot more of that stuff this week. Uh, we've got a, a few more big bodies that we're going to implement in there and try to get more guys in the box and try to free up guys more so on, on the perimeter to throw the football. As well, I think we get more movement inside and not get outnumbered in the box. What I think is, is and people hear about this all the time when they're watching – you know, sets games on Saturdays and and Sundays when you can force teams to be one dimensional. When you can stop the run and force them to pass, or stop the pass and force them to run. You know, you, you teams begin to be predictable. And so when we can't run the ball, you know, it makes that passing game that much harder, um, and allows the DBs and allows the secondary to re- really be able to be more aggressive and and do things that maybe if we were running the ball more, they'd have to be able to 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 contr- help in the run game. And that's our issue, no. We, we you know for, for our offense to work, we have to make them commit some more game guys to the run game to free up our perimeter receivers. We're so young at the receivers, don't have those type of receivers who just can go out there and get open regardless of what the coverage is. So we have to be able to run the ball to make more guys, you know, get in the box to have you know, more freedom on the outside. So hopefully this week, you know, we'll, we'll be able to get more of a push inside. Uh, we practiced a lot better the last couple of weeks. We've been, you know, got to a point where we started putting together, you know, back-to-back good practices instead of up and down as far as practice. So um, I'm excited about this Friday night. Um, I don't think we'll see – a defensive line like Osceola. The team we play is a big team, but I, I don't think they're as talented as Osceola up front. I agree. That. I thought Osceola was probably uh, from left to right defensively just as good or better than Lakeland. I don't know if they had a, a, a dendy like a like a one dude stud, but I thought overall they were they were just as good or better as a whole unit. Um, so then, so so what is kind of. Kind of lines up to me to what it reminds me of, especially in the second half there, we got heavy in like a heavy formation, let's just say, um, is what we did several years ago when we were in the same situation. Um, obviously, younger, and we just said, you know, let's go. We're just, we're gonna, we're gonna be eight guys on the line and just go um, and just mash. And it, and, and listen, it's not sexy. Um, it's not uh, what necessarily people want to, to, to sit and buy tickets. You know, I think we're a little bit spoiled in this day and age. I think Manti fans are a little bit spoiled. But I think as as fans of the football of football, we're probably spoiled because everything's spread wide open, passing, big plays, all this kind of crazy stuff. And so when you get into that that hey, we're getting into all eleven guys in the in the square and just go and, and we did that against Venice. You go back you know, like I said several years ago, they didn't know what the heck was going on. And it's tough to ask over and over and over and over and over again to line up against somebody and just take a beating, take a beating, take a beating. That's something that's gotta happen from the offensive line standpoint, right? Yeah. We can't we, we can't say, Oh, we should do this and if we can't, we can't is there a time when you just have to just tell the guys, listen, this is on you. You got to be physical. And let's go. Our, our offense line is so inexperienced. I want to get to a point where they know exactly where the guy's going to be at. Know exactly their blocking technique or their blocking assignment is, is a lot of carryover from play to play. And so, uh, you know, like like you alluded to earlier, you know, back then against the Venice, I just wanted to get in a tight formation, and you got this guy every play no matter what. You just kick his butt, 
and that's what we you know we came to like that's where we at right now offensively you know I'm, going, I'm probably going more 12 personnel sets this weekend I mean this um Friday night and just try to match those guys up front I think I think that way we have the type of backs that can hide behind those big guys sure. and find holes in there, and we don't have to worry about guys running through free anymore. I think it's what what really it's it's when you uh, make things uh, it, when when you shrink uh, uh, a playbook. There's been many times where it's like, okay, we're doing too much mm-hmm. on and I, you know me especially. I you know I want this exotic blitz. I want this exotic coverage. I want this this. this. But sometimes just too much to think about. When you shrink it, uh, and let's say let's do these five, ten things really, really, really well. Um, I agree with that. I think it helps, especially in inexperienced offensive line. Let me ask you this: You know, I'm a big guy. Uh, momentum, I think, is huge, especially in high school football. Uh, what is what's your thoughts on you know trick plays? I'm not saying you live and die by trick plays. But sometimes that can that can spark things and make things happen. Does it ever come across to you? Uh, do you have certain situations where, hey, this is a good situation? Or is it a feeling thing where it's like, hey, we may need something like this to get us jumped off? It's, it's a feel thing. You know, you, you rep trick plays in practice. And if the kids pick it up and they execute it pretty good, you feel real comfortable calling it. But if they don't pick it up real well in practice or don't execute it as well as you want to, you, you kind of are nervous about calling in the game, especially when you're already struggling on offense, you know. Uh, but we have a few things in store, you know, this week that take advantage of fast flow defenses. Uh, we finally got Roy back the last couple of weeks, so I think he's at a, at a point where he, he, he pretty much is full goal, uh, full goal and not worry about his hip as, as much anymore. So I think we can do some things in the trick play department as far as running some reverses, especially, you know, with a heavy run game, you know, because the way we plan on running the ball this Friday night, those guys got to get down here and fit their run, run fits right now in order to stop the run. All right, well, listen, that's going to be it for last week. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back after our quick break to hear from our sponsors. We will touch base on Clearwater International Academy coming in to Joe Canan Field at Hawkins Stadium. So stay right with us. You're listening to In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Jacquez Green. Champions aren't made by sneaker companies, social media, or television networks. Champions are forged by Florida's merciless summer sun. One more sprint ran in the sand, one more set of bench presses, and one more hour of rep after rep after rep until perfection is reached and character is made rock solid. The Hurricane Champions Foundation will provide the resources needed to cover the cost of special projects and gear needed to ensure that our Hurricane athletes participating in all sports have the resources and opportunities they need to match the size of their hearts and the depth of their dedication. The Hurricane Champions Foundation, supporting Manatee High School Athletics, where champions are made. Support the Manatee Champions Foundation. For just $10 a month, you can help our local athletes realize their championship dreams. Find out more and set up your donation at HurricaneChampionsFoundation.org. That's HurricaneChampionsFoundation.org. Accidents happen every day, and no one expects that it's going to happen to them until it does. That's when your whole life can turn upside down. If you find yourself in that position, either from a personal injury or an on-the-job injury, you don't have to go it alone. Protect yourself with the team that's been protecting the rights of the injured in Bradenton and Sarasota for over 30 years. Legler, Murphy, and Battaglia. All injuries, all the time. Contact them today by going to allinjurieslaw.com. That's allinjurieslaw.com. 
Welcome, everybody, back to In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Jacquez Green. I'm your host, Chad Choate. Talked a little bit uh, last week uh, about the game last week, excuse me, last segment about the game last week, coach. Let's talk about this week, Clearwater uh, uh, International Academy. Kind of a tongue twister there, sorry. CAI, I don't know, CIA, I don't know. Um, if you're talking to Sandberg, that's probably with CIA, CAA, who knows. So Clearwater uh, Academy uh, International comes in. Uh, tell us what your thoughts are on them as you guys you know, got ready for them uh, this past weekend. Well, they're um, somewhat like almost similar to a prep school. They have a bunch of kids, Canadian kids, that come down who look for opportunity to play college football and earn college scholarships. Um, they have a uh, most of their team, I think, Canadian and a few guys from Clearwater. They're big overall, you no, know, as it should be. If you, you know, you got kids coming out of your school, you're gonna try to get prototype and as, as college ready bodies as you can. They're, they're a big team. They're very good on offense. They're very explosive on offense. They very balanced. They can run the football uh, very well. They throw it well. Uh, they throw a lot of vertical passes. So they, they look for big plays in the pass game. They have a great quarterback. I think it's the first time I ever played against a, uh, on the schedule. And they, when we went against like two or three guys as actual college quarterbacks. You know, the Gulliver kid was a college yeah. quarterback. The Osceola kid was a college quarterback. Right. And this kid was a college quarterback. So you know, guys who already got college offers who waiting to you know, attend college. So he's very accurate. You know, he understands the passing game real well. And the, the things that are difficult against their offense is the fact that they're very balanced. They're not just a passing <laughs> offense. Uh, they big up front of the offensive line. Uh, they big on the defensive line. Uh, the thing about it, they're very predictable defense. So they, they play a ton of man-to-man coverage. So um, that helps us out. You know, they're not a heavy blitz team. They'll, you know, most of the linebackers do is just blitz their gap a lot. You know, they're not a solid blitz team. So we should have a good feel for where they're at you know, on, our, on defensively. And offensively, we keep the ball in front of us and make them have to drive the football, I think would be good. You know, looking at their at their at their roster, of course, you, you mentioned size, and you know the one thing you know, um, I don't know if they're um, uh, they've they've got size. There's no question. I don't know if there's explosiveness and things like that that we've seen with some of the defensive linemen, especially with Lakeland and with uh, 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 Osceola. Um, but I do think, though, you're right. They are an explosive offense. I mean, they're averaging, you know, um, 33, 44, 50 points, 40 points a game is what they, you run down their 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 um, schedule. Granted, you know, not not a whole lot of, of names pop out except for T, you know Trinity Catholic up in up in Jacksonville. Typically, a pretty good program. Obviously, don't know how they are. Reigns, typically pretty good program. Don't know how they are right now um, of what they're doing. But you know, on offense. What is balance when you're balanced, being able to run the ball and pass ball at the same time? It's pretty much exactly where you want to be on offense. What does it do to the defense to force the defense? How are we going to make sure we got to play in order to stop a really balanced uh, offense? I think we have to get up to get after their quarterback. You know, he's, he has a solid offensive line. He has a lot of time back there to throw the football. Um, they do a good job with you know throwing the ball down the field. They do a good job at showing the uh, run game and throwing RPOs off it. So they keep you pretty balanced. I think our defensive guys have to read their keys and be sound and not out of position and always respect the, you know, the cutback lanes and always not over over pursue or overflow to the um, play side run game. So um, I think the key is really getting up to their quarterback and, and making them one-dimensional, taking away the run early on and making them one-dimensional because they, they throw the ball down the field pretty far. So I think we should be able to get pressure to them because they're not a real quick quick passing team. They're trying to push the ball down the field. Yeah, that's what, you know, looking at it, they are balanced, but at the same time, you know, um, they are really heavy in the pass game, predicated on the verticals, on the nine routes, and throwing deep. 
um, and kind of just letting their guy beat the other guy. Um, I, to me, the quarterback, the quarterback's solid. Um, I think he no, understands the offense. Um, I think he reads some of the RPO stuff very well, but sometimes it's just a jump ball. I don't know if he's necessarily throwing dimes uh, and throwing open spots. I think sometimes it's just our guy's better than your guy, which then comes down to our guy's got to be better than them on Friday night. We got to be able to play the ball in the air. They, they got some big receivers. I think number two for them, he's uh, he's a kid that can run, and he's 6'3", so he does a good job. That's his main target probably. He does a good job of coming down with contested uh, catches. Uh, they have another receiver who's about 6'2". He makes a lot of contested catches, so – we know they're going to put the ball in the air. And I told our defensive backs all week, they're going to throw the ball vertical. You just got to stay on top of your route and play the football in the air. So don't, don't, it shouldn't be a surprise to you when that guy starts running those 15, 20 yards down the field. Cause they throw the ball vertical all game long. Well, and, and, and um, the run game's not anything, anything crazy. It's a lot of the same stuff we, we see normal. Um, so that shouldn't really be an issue for the, you know, defensive side, you know, the ball, uh, you know, kind of same zone stuff, some gas stuff. So nothing really there to, that, that jumps out. Out at you. One thing I'll say: you look at their 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 uh, schedule. They're not afraid of traveling. Uh, they go to they went to Deland. They went to, to Jacksonville back to back. They come down here to us. Now we're probably the shortest one, depending on what traffic looks like on 19 as they come down. Um, so when you see a team, to me, when I see a team that says, "Hey, well, I'm not afraid to play whoever. I'm not afraid to. I'm not afraid to travel." Typically comes with a little bit of a, a little bit of swagger, a little bit of something with itself. Like, hey, we're, we'll play with anybody. They, they are, you know, described over that way as the IMG of Clearwater. You know? Okay. <laughs> Basically, what they, you know, trying to, you know, portray themselves as and eventually become. Um, like I said earlier, they got a bunch of Canadian kids who were ranked in the Canadian you know, high schools that come down there and play with those guys who have offers, have college offers. So uh, it's hard for them to get games. Like, no, no team, a lot of schools won't play them, so they have to go out and try to play the best team. Are they independent? I'm not even sure. I think they're independent. They might be independent, but a lot, a lot of teams won't play them. I think Venice played them last year. Oh, no, they are in the district. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, a lot of teams won't play them. It's hard for them to find games, too, so they have to always go out and travel anywhere they can to find games and they try to find the best teams they can play. I want to say they played Venice maybe last year, maybe the year before. Not sure, but I know then. And I want to say they went down to St. Thomas and played St. Thomas during the regular season. So they're definitely not afraid uh, to, to go out and, and play and, and do that. How about special teams? What do you see from them and their special teams? Um, for Friday. They're aggressive team. You know, they aggressive on offense. They throw the ball a lot. They aggressive on defense. They play a lot of man to man. And also on special teams, they they popping the ball up everywhere and squeal kicking just about every possession. So they're trying to get the ball back to their offense and, and score. Yeah. Why you you know they've been they be, when they do win sometimes when they play good teams it be the high scoring game because they they score a lot of points. There's nothing more frustrating to be honest with you than being on the other side of a of a sky kick. Um, <laughs> absolutely frustrating. And you know we, 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 that's what we saw last week. Uh, I think that Osceola solved our explosiveness on uh, kickoff return and said we're not going to give two and four the ball and be able to run up the wedge and they sky kicked. Um, you know, you're a special teams guy. I mean, I think you were maybe played part returner. I'm not sure. Um, uh, uh, what was it, like seven in one game, I think, against Kentucky coming up this week. Happy anniversary. No, I don't think it was seven. It was what, three? It was two. Two. Oh, shit. Um, but, but, you know, it's frustrating coming, you know, when you get those sky kicks like that and it takes away, and that's what they're doing. They're taking away an element of our game. How do you how do you how do you uh, beat that? How do you how can you how can you game plan towards this guy? The, the way they're playing this week, we have to put a number of guys that got good hands out there because they squibbing it and popping it up all over the field. So you, you really got to have eleven guys that can handle the football the way they're doing it. And they they'll start the game out with it. Um, even on the punt team, they're 
they'll line up in a shotgun formation and the quarterback go back there and quick kick it. So we have to be prepared on special teams. We have to be prepared to uh, sub by the return guy if they chose the point to come on the field. So we have to be very alert on special teams this weekend. I don't mind sometimes being aggressive like that and and, and hey, first kick of the game, let's let's do a let's do a on the gas and let's go uh, onside kick and set the tone. You know what I mean? I don't mind that every once in a while. That's how they play. You know, I don't mind that every once in a while. But when you do that, you some, you live and die by the sword, as they say. You live and die by the blitz, as they say. You know, sometimes you live and die by the big play. Um, and so hopefully um, they don't live to win the game on Friday night. I mean, I may get in trouble on that one. I mean, you know, I don't want to win the game on Friday night. No, we want them to have uh, great uh, travel coming down and that sort of thing. So uh, no no uh, uh, real uh, – I thought, I thought we handled the – um, a distraction of homecoming, okay. I don't think there's anything, you know, as, as, and I'm sure you obviously people calling you, texting you, all that kind of stuff, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. I don't think, uh, one thing I can assure everybody, I assure them all the time, this is not an effort thing from kids. I don't think this is a, a, they're, they're not playing hard, they don't care type thing. Um, I just think there's some, there's some, it's a puzzle, and there's some pieces that we're working to try to get fit into the puzzle. Yeah, they, kids are playing hard. You know, we can watch the film and you can see them still playing hard even at the end of the games. Um, it's just the fact that you know, you know, we usually don't play up this type of schedule with it. You know, this type of schedule we play here. I've never played a schedule we play six like very, very, very good teams. Usually you'll play a, a team early on in the year, a couple of teams early in the year where you can ease into your schedule and you can afford to make mistakes. But this year we can't afford to make those mistakes and, and our kids are seeing that. But at the same time, it's giving our kids a chance to play great competitions. Um, it's giving our kids a chance to see, like last week, what a, what a team looked like since made to the state championship. You know, the level they play at, the speed they play at, how physical they play the football game. Well, that's going to bring us into the podcast, Coach. Thanks for joining us, everybody out there. Uh, Friday night, we hope to see you uh, at the home field here, 7.30 kickoff. And as always, thanks for listening. Tune in next week as we uh, recap uh, this week's game against Clearwater International Academy and look forward to being at the Venice Indians. As always, go Canes, go. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 